You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So, ready for another week of Thinking Out Loud? This one, we're so excited for you to hear. Today, we're going to talk to one of my old friends, Billy Mann. I've known him for years. He was a record executive who I knew since the 90s, and he's helped shape the careers of several huge names in music, like Pink, Backstreet Boys, and Kelly Rowland, and a lot more. Hear how he got his start busking in San Francisco from nothing to everything, and find out what he's up to now with his podcast, which is great. It's called Yeah, I Fucked That Up. Here we go. Billy Mann and I have known each other for how many years? 20 years. Yeah, a long time. Billy's got a great history. This guy, great musician, uh, called, lived in his car in Los Angeles and London. Now, you lived in your car for a while because no, you wanted to car be- didn't go to London from Los Angeles. Well, I know, but, but a car. You found a different car. <laughs> but you were living in your car, a struggling musician, yeah. out there on the streets, Playing for money and it's just a great story. You went from doing that to tell everyone what you've done. No, I I think it was. I don't think much has changed except I'm no longer living in a car. I mean, (laughs) I was like writing songs and singing and trying to move my music from one place to the next. And I, the best story I can tell about the music business has nothing to do with the music business. But during the period where I was, I wasn't homeless. I was sort of couch surfing slash in my car. I was. Um, really broke and I had to earn enough money to pay for the room I was renting and I went to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco and I played songs and I made like 16 bucks in one day which is not a lot of money and I thought um, can I curse on this? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought I'm totally fucked and then um, the next day I was up very early and there was a couple walking down Fisherman's Wharf 
and they looked very like happy and in love and who's awake that early in the morning on a weekend but a newlywed couple which they were and i started playing right away because i like needed to make money and uh they were nice and they had no place to go and there were no people around and then we started talking and they said we just got married and we're here on our honeymoon and i said to them you know I'm trying to like make enough money to move my music forward. What if you tell me how you met and I'll write a song about it in five minutes or less for 20 bucks. And if you don't like it, no, not 20 bucks for five bucks. And if you don't like it, you don't have to tell me. I just like ruined the story. But I said, you don't have to pay me anything. So they told me how they met. And I like wrote down all these words and it was like everything that could rhyme. It would be like, you know, plain Spain rain or whatever. And I'd write these notes and then I like made it up real fast and the guy gave me 20 bucks and then there was another couple walking after them and i was like so how'd you guys meet and then i made like 400 dollars over the next day and i kind of saved myself and to me that's kind of the story of being a working songwriter or an artist which is you're trying to write songs that mean something to other people and hopefully you can feed yourself in the process. So I've been scaling ever since I was in San Francisco. I know, but what a great way to realize writing music well, has, yeah, has extreme value. Well, I also thought to myself, not only that is that it can have value, but I thought I'll figure it out. Because up until that point, I was just hand to mouth and just worrying about just surviving. And then all of a sudden I thought, you know, this method that I'm using, I could probably do better but since then i mean we must fast forward billy has had many many different positions at many many different record labels management companies as his own management company and also has written songs which is more fun to talk about for many great artists including pink you've worked with other artists like backstreet boys celine dion jessica simpson i mean you've worked with everyone in the business and you've had these huge high-paying executive positions that are kind of boring to talk about but exciting if you're in the music business well funny and if you're in the music business because when you're a songwriter and you're the working musician and all of a sudden you become the president of a big company it's sort of like the dishwasher at the restaurant now owns the restaurant and right. there's like a real that's not a it wasn't an easy glide path into that role amongst the people working at the restaurant who see you one way and then suddenly have to experience you another but it was a great experience i love doing it but knowing what i know of you uh writing songs for people is much more fun than being an executive at a at a company. I, I think they're both problem solving in a way. I mean, the how, writing How is writing a is, song problem solving? Well, I think for somebody who's creative, it's it's therapeutic, right? So sometimes it's problem solving in that you feel something and then you articulate it and you feel better. And also, if you're working with other artists, you're trying to help them articulate feelings that they feel. And in that respect, it's problem solving or an attempt at building a bridge for them so that they can actualize what they're feeling and use it as part of their identity. But in a larger job, problem solving is, you know, sometimes it's conflicts with managers and artists, and sometimes it's internal conflicts. I think the part that I didn't enjoy the most was that it kept me farther away from the creative process. And so after I got off, um, after I got offered to sit in this role, I tried very hard to believe that I would still be close to the music. And the part that was the toughest was that, you know, you wind up holding a desk more than you hold a guitar. And that was tough. One of the reasons we had to have you on the podcast, Billy, is because we want to talk about your podcast, which is called, Yeah, I Fucked That Up. <laughs> and that's coming up in a minute. That's called a tease. But I want to get back to songwriting. Songwriting... For you comes easy, easily, right? Yeah. Can anyone write a song? 
I mean, what does it take to write a song? I mean, like, well, with ChatGPT, yes. <laughs> well, no, okay, without that. If I want to sit down and just pen a song, is it easy? I mean, how does your mind work? I'm sure songwriters do it different ways. Everybody does it differently. I don't, I would like to say that it's uh, the thing about music, that music and sports are the two things that are available to everybody. Even if you're not playing it, you're, you're part of it. And I think songwriting, I think what's hard isn't writing songs. I think what's hard is how do you say something in a way that has never been said the same way before? How do you, um, how do you see a thought through? But I, I actually feel like I could sit down with you and we could write a song together and it could be great. And I think what's so exciting about the music business is the only thing that separates me from somebody who's really clever and has some talent and motivation and them being the next Grammy winning hit maker is three minutes of what they create. And in the world we're living in, there's so much access that it's, 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 in many respects, because of the volume of artists, it's it's not as easy. And in other ways, it's actually more democratic and there's more opportunity for everybody. So now it's a volume game. So the answer is, I think anybody can write a song. The question is, can they write a song that's going to hit people deep enough that they want to hear more of it and hear it over and over again? You don't know what fascinates, you know what fascinates me about songwriters is you could I could meet a songwriter, not know what they've written. And to me, they may come off across as uh, come across as a like a very shy, uh, shallow, uh, introvert, whatever. But you read their lyrics, and they're the most beautifully constructed mm. lyrics and phrases and thoughts, things that make you cry. You you just like a, a work of art on the wall. You could actually listen to the lyrics of a song and just start to cry because it comes from this place that you just don't see on the outside of these human beings. From the inside is where mm. you get it. It's a great lesson in understanding you got to you can't judge a book by its cover right like there is one songwriter i love diane warren mm -hmm. now you've i know uh, diane yeah well we all know diane warren she lives on the west coast and she writes some of those incredibly thought out beautifully constructed songs about love and breakup but when you meet her she's like a, she curses like a sailor mm -hmm. i mean she she loves to insult people in a fun way her lyrics and her songs don't match the person you meet at the table. So I don't know which is which. Which of those people is Diane Warren, the person who curses like a sailor or also can can construct a beautiful love ballad that makes you cry? Well, but isn't it, this is, you're, I mean, you're unusual because you're a very public persona, but you have like, I think everybody has a three-tiered life. They have their public life, their private life, and their secret life. And I think for creators we behind the scenes type of creators it's to peek our heads out into the public life with our creativity it's like nice to be a songwriter because you're not out doing the promotion and you're not necessarily on the front lines of all of the feedback um and i think first i know diane a little bit and she's brilliant i mean she's an absolute genius um but her disconnect i actually I'll, I'll, this is my analysis, so forgive me, Diane, for my analysis. But I actually think her secret life is what fuels all of her creativity. I think what makes her so special is the secret layer of her comes out in the songs she writes. And actually that private life, which is the few people that get to meet her um, as Diane Warren, the, the songwriter, is actually her public life. I, I think there's something magical about every 
songwriter or musician that I meet, but I think with her in particular, I think the secret sauce for her is the that secret place that she pulls it from. I, I, she's she's an unusual example, but is I, she? I, yeah, she is. She's very special. There's only, I mean, I'm a huge fan, and every time we've hung out or spoken, I she's just like she's as ambitious and excited and curious about the next song and she's a, an absolute sales machine of oh, without doubt just so you know diane warren and i want you by the way to do a, a search on diane warren so you can you can see the list of hits i mean she is yeah. nothing but hits yeah, yeah millions of them don't want to miss a thing Aerosmith. um i'll never get over you getting over me Remember yeah. that song? Well, there's, well, there's a ton um, of them. There's Celine like, Dion's and Michael Bolton's yeah, and yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. She's 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 goat status. And you know what? I'm, she she has a secret vault at home, and maybe it's a computer where she has songs ready to go, and she can actually oh, uh, no. she can actually auction them off and uh, to the highest bidder. And she makes she yeah. just walks to the mailbox every day, and the checks just come in, and she's doing well, it. Well, but uh, you know the question that you always ask about, or rather, the question that I tend to ask is: Are people happy? You know, and I think, you know, when I look at any of the people that are successful, the level that Diane is successful, um, and I would, I, I can't help but look at it and think, um, you can't see the kind of car you're driving necessarily while you're driving it. I mean, you can see maybe a little logo on the steering wheel, but I just think that what I've found amazing is working with the people that have that sense of self-awareness and the success. Um, and it's not all about the music industry, but that music is somehow a vehicle for other parts of their lives that they want to develop. And I think that's this is a hard business for them. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Let's talk about the podcast because I find this fascinating because as creative as Billy Mann has been in the music business, not only writing the music and performing it, but also managing others who do the music and also figuring out how to distribute it for, for profitability for companies. He also has a great take on life. As you can hear already, you have a very unique way of phrasing and couching things to make it interesting. You have found people in your life in business who actually have great stories. The, the journey that they, that they made to get from point A to where they are now mm -hmm has a couple of uh, well, potholes on the right. road, right? right? So the podcast is called Yeah, I Fucked That Up. So I know what it's about, but I want to hear in your words, what is this podcast about and what can we all learn from it? I mean, so I have, I have four kids. One of my kids in particular was having a very difficult time getting stuck on not getting good grade on something at school. And it it was, it sounds weird, but I think a lot of parents can relate to this. You know, if you have a kid who's an athlete or a kid who's really passionate about one, one or another things that when it doesn't go their way, it can be, it can be hard. And I was trying to explain that everybody fails if you're successful at anything. And his response was, that's not true. You, you don't fail. And then I sort of, I looked at Jenna, my wife, and it was like a toilet paper roll of list of all the things that I, I, I have fucked up. But, um, but I really tried to explain to him that it's a fact like Abraham Lincoln lost, I think almost every election before he won being president. And then he changed the, the, the world. Um, not enough, but certainly more than anybody else. And I think that anybody that I know that's successful, they actually, they get better from the moments that they fall down, but people don't talk about that Elvis. They don't talk. Nobody goes to a cocktail party and they're like, man, I really fucked this up today. It's just not how we're <laughs> wired. Nobody goes on social media and posts, look at me. I look like shit. I had a terrible day. I tripped. <clears throat> um, I made a huge mistake at work. It's just not, we, and we've come to this place where we have this curated highlight real life that everybody's living. And, at the same time, there there's real 
problems, especially with younger people and anxiety and being judged and judging other people. So the idea of this podcast is really, can I get successful people to volunteer? They're not selling a record or a book or just to actually talk about times that they fucked up and what and what they got out of it and how it either made them better or more self-aware. And each conversation has been different, but I have learned so much. Most of all, I've learned that there is a thread, a through line among all of the guests that I've spoken to. And I never, I didn't think that I would ever do a podcast. I think podcast is like everybody's doing a podcast, but it has been surprisingly enriching for me. And it's, it's going well, which is a shock to me also. But I think it's another, it's another being at the fisherman's wharf like let me try a thing and see if it's worth anything but it's been worth the most for me to see guests real talk about what they've been through and in a way that they haven't done i I, it's funny you mentioned michael bolton in the context of diane warren and i interviewed him it was really intense people don't know michael bolton you think of michael bolton i mean he's this iconic figure and there's an era of his life where he was literally in the bleeding edge of the zeitgeist and then he was like fell out of it and he went from being the sexiest man alive magazine cover guy to like kind of what happened to him or people would say comments about his hair but michael was raising three daughters on food stamps into his 30s before he had his first hit. But him talking about that and how he looks at his success and how he is, I don't say failed, but I think what his he wishes that he did better has nothing to do with money or fame or music or celebrity. And I, I found this with each of the people that I've spoken to is that um, it's like, it's that, it's that, personal ability to self-reflect that can get lost in the ambition that you have in a career, whether it's in music or film or acting. What we learn here, and we hear it from everyone, every everyone in industry that's succeeding anyway will tell you, if you're not willing to take a chance and fail, you're never going to succeed. The problem is, is in failure, it's embarrassing. It's heartbreaking. So it makes you tend to not want to try therefore you just sort of swim with the other salmon right but when you really when you're willing to get out there and take a chance even if you're taking a chance with your entire fortune or lack of fortune the few dollars you have in the bank if you don't take those chances you'll never move forward you have to fail in order to succeed right but and i agree i guess the question is 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 anybody talking about that well, you are in this well, podcast. No, no, this but, is that's why you're here. Hello. No, but 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 I guess I think more we have to be a lot more forgiving of other people. Right. And we idolize people and the assumption is because of the social media life we're living is that they don't that they don't have their setbacks or if they if they exist they're staged. It's like one of the reasons I love Pink even though Alicia is like my friend for a long time is that off the stage she is exactly who she is and she is transparent uh, to a fault sometimes i'm like okay i don't know if you need to go that far but she feels compelled um and then there are other artists where they're living a whole life that everybody seems to see and behind the scenes is it's completely different right i don't know i don't know how people get past that 
Well, your question a second ago, Billy, was, well, how do we get people to understand, truly understand the concept of you have to fail before you succeed? Maybe one of the problems is all the people saying you have to fail before you succeed are successful. You rarely hear mm. someone who's on the down and outs going, you know, you got to fuck up before you succeed right. because they're still fucking up. They're not succeeding yet. Right. But but some of people who are successful and at a higher altitude, what they're, uh, hopefully they're like a little beacon in the you know, in right. the clouds to say, well, again, to your point, I don't think they broadcast. I did this wrong. I, this business failed. No one cared about my song. I thought this was a hit. It was barely a B side. That's like, it's not out there. I, but I do think that at least let me put it this way. Every time I spoke to somebody and you, this is your profession, not mine, but when we got real into it, when it was over, they all thanked me. This felt really good. Really? And it's like... Because these, these things were all facts that they had yeah, already... It's like you talking to someone about really deep stuff right. that you don't think that they're going to go there. But, but they like, had to talk about it to get it out. But Or, I, you know, I, when I interviewed uh, Kelly Rowland, she was like, no one has ever even asked me this question. And we got into the fact that she grew up and her mom was a nanny. And she was in not just living with Beyonce and her family, but she was with her mom who was a caregiver for a family and how she felt like her mom treated those kids nicer than she treated her. Or she was around people who were affluent enough and that she thought to herself, one day I want to have this life. Right. And then all of the challenges that she's faced in her career. I just didn't think I, I by the way every conversation I'm sure the same as with you and in interviews it's like you kind of go in you don't really know what you're going to get until you get there and in this case it's like it's very like okay everybody take off their clothes and let's be open and it was I learned so much doing it what's interesting about it is the reason I like talking to celebrities about right. it is because celebrities are we hold them up really high and when they're there, they don't want to lose that because if I talk about how I fuck things up, then I'll be judged. I could lose that. So I don't want to talk about that. I'm just going to post all my super awesome parties and, that I'm going to and everything's cool. But I think, ironically, the figures, the public figures that last the longest are the ones that address their moments of self-doubt that they're the most transparent and not in a scripted way and that was the other part is like i said to when i talked to michael bolton just because i know him i'm like don't give me any fucking stock answers like we're gonna move past that and if you go down that path and i know that story you're gonna pull out about whatever that is i want to move past it and we got right into it i think I, my goal is that for my my son who was getting stuck or for other people that feel like they're afraid to take risks. It's if you don't do it, um, one, you know, it's like, you're not going to score a goal if you don't take a shot. But the other piece is most of the people I've spoken to, in fact, all of them find that the places where they have fucked up, they've made mistakes is actually the fertile ground for them to be greater and they have discovered something else that has, when unpacked, has given them extra power in whatever area that they wind up succeeding in. And that's, I, I don't know if that will come across in every podcast. I think every, I think they're all entertaining, but I think when it does come across, it's, it's super 
it's super emotional. And, um, uh, next week, uh, um, and I don't know when this will air, but I did one with Shelly Wright. Do you know Shelly Wright? So who, she, Shelly, who's Shelly Wright? Shelly Wright is a country singer, songwriter <laughs> who grew up in Kansas, Kansas farm country. We talked about her. Yes, go ahead. And she, and, and she, was dating Brad Paisley and they were like a country couple and right. she had the number one song and this is in the late 90s a single white female super talented beautiful people magazines most beautiful people and she won the ACM award for best female solo artist and she stood up there and the whole time while well, she's with Brad Paisley and she's this big you know America sweetheart she's a lesbian living in the closet and and she's living like a complete double life and her fuck up which and it's this is that she didn't get up there when she won that award and said i'm gay and this is who i am and i think the dual life that she was living which she no longer lives obviously um really put her own life in jeopardy and that she allowed it to go as dark and as far as she did um and is her what she feels is her fuck up and her going through that story was gut-wrenching to listen to and wow. triumphant this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. 
In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. You know, you said a second ago something about how we need to give ourselves more space to mess up. Mm. How do you do that? Uh, other than not being afraid to be vulnerable. And and also you, you were talking about people you know who are living this genuine life. I think Pink is a great example on and off yeah, stage. Yeah, I, I think most... I, how, do we, well, how do we give ourselves room to fuck up? I don't know. I mean, I, and I don't think it's exclusive to celebrities. I mean, there's somebody at work that they come to work and they present a certain way. And when mm-hmm. they go home, it's, a, it's another way. It's not... I think it's less the judgment. I think it's more that, you know, our uber results driven mentality and everything is you know about where people feel that they are on on the sort of successful scale and we're of course we're living in the media center but i think in general it's like i I think i think that the more successful people and it doesn't just mean money or celebrity i think more the more people who are comfortable in themselves kind of success give space to the people around them to fuck up and not judge them and say, you know what? That sucks. I'm so sorry that happened, but you know, who knows where it's going to lead you. I just think we've lost that. That's a very American thing. That's a very American entrepreneurial spirit. Like we start from nothing and we, we we're gritty and we have pride in what we do and we care about community. And I think all of this is like in this, this is the right way and this is the wrong way and if you don't do it one way you fail or you're looked at as a loser by the other i i just it this is um i think the idea of making space for failure is is uh it starts with individuals but i think it's also families judgments and families how many parents say i don't like the person you're dating i don't whatever it's like we just not good at this we're not good at of many things. No, but I think I think it, I think inside we really are. But I just think in the quest for the perfect everything, which is the life we're living in, with you know, especially in social media, it's kind of I, honestly someone is going to start a social media page, some celebrity, and they're just going to it's going to be nothing but fuck ups. By the way, um, James Blunt on Twitter. I don't know if you followed this. No, I don't. I know who he is though. Okay. A genius, like the most self-deprecating, like he will take hate comments and he will turn them around into the greatest one-liners. And it's, they'll say like, I, I mean, we could look it up, but like James Blunt sucks. And he would write back a comment, you know, straws, um, whatever, lollipops, whatever. And with a smiley face, and he he wears it and it makes him powerful to me as someone who like observes that that embrace of negative feedback and i think that's i think we're we're struggling i think people are struggling with it and the and that i you know i have four kids and my teenage 
daughter, like I worry about like all of her friends and everybody, the compulsion to post a certain way and the, I yeah, know. social media has kind of fucked us up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we could all agree we're <laughs> fucked up because of social media. You know, Billy, I want to go back to to uh, another thing. I keep going back to things you say because you've said some things that really are igniting thoughts in my head. Um, rather than entertainment business, careers or lives, whatever, let's talk about if you're a nurse. Let's talk about if you're uh, an Uber driver. Let's right. talk about if you're a police officer. Let's talk about if you're... You're out there doing something other than entertainment. What kind of fuck ups? What kind of fuck ups can you start to uh, identify in your life that maybe were great for you? Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid. To, and you're talking about like, putting a report out, going out and doing a presentation in your in your insurance office, whatever. Right, right. Like, how can we apply this to anyone and everyone who's not in the entertainment business? Mm-hmm. Like every every everyday people. I mean, I think what. I look at, and I don't mean this in necessarily a religious context, but I do believe that we live in a world where sometimes there are like coincidences that are just unbelievably strange. You could be on the other side of a city or uh, or the country and meet someone who happens to be friends with a random person you know. I think that there is a there is a supernatural element to life that we're living you know you're thinking of someone and their favorite song comes on the radio at the exact time you think of them yeah sometimes the car accident you get into where you made a wrong turn and fucked up is actually the car accident that stopped you from going to wherever you were going to go i think of this all the time to be, that could have been much worse for you right and that or the car accident that you were in that where you fucked up a turn and you were standing in the coffee shop waiting for someone to come pick you up you meet the love of your life who's in the coffee shop i think that we have to recognize that there is that sometimes failure is the forcing mechanism to clarity and that clarity can either be events or that clarity can be internally uh i've got to stop and rethink whatever the fuck i'm doing right now because i know i want to be there i was supposed to be there 20 minutes ago but for whatever reason i'm not going to be there and i'm here now example Example, um, I mean, for me, I think one example is I was going to a gig. This is when I was touring and it was a bunch of guys and I, musicians, in, in living in a van and the van was really tall. So it was like van size and then there was like tall van size and I was driving the van. It was when you're an artist and you don't have a big budget, like everybody drives. And we were, I want to say in Iowa or something. And we were driving and I went to whatever motel we were staying in and there was like the drive through But I didn't see that the van or think that the van was taller than the top of the ceiling of that awning structure at this Whoops. motel. Okay. And so I like, you heard the, and then it was, uh, and it's like my band. So I'm, I'm totally embarrassed. And so I put it in reverse and it's not like I can afford to fix whatever it is. But we were stuck there for an extra two days and I missed a festival date. The festival date that we didn't go to, there was like a massive lightning storm tornado thing and they wound up canceling it and all this terrible things happened. And we were, we were at this location. I mean, that's one example of, you know, I fucked up because I drove this van into, into the structure. But on the other hand, if I hadn't done that, what would have happened to us if we were there during this like tornado storm that was happening um, at the festival. And I guess you could say maybe nothing, but 
also maybe something. Josh Haddon is in charge of engineering here at iHeart in New York City. He uh, set his alarm clock for 6 p.m. for wake up when he should have set it for 6 a.m. because he was supposed to be at the World Trade Center that morning on September 11th, 2001. Right? There's there's a fuck up. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. But look at the payoff. Right. But that's but isn't that it though? Is that there are some of these? This is the make space for. It's think when things happen to us, we're so in the immediate moment of oh my god, oh my god, oh my god that we have to leave like a little bit of room if possible to be able to think okay uh, this is i feel like um oprah or something but um what in this moment am i supposed to be hearing about where i am and if i'm forced to yield and i have no control and i feel embarrassed and shame okay can i get past that and i think the problem is it's it's harder and harder for people to get past moments of embarrassment because everybody's on camera all the fucking time. So maybe we can normalize it a little when you have celebrities talk about their moments of self-doubt and failure. And most of the time, it's the listening to what they really want to say and really want to do, but the mistake lies in ignoring it. So like, if nobody ever hears this podcast and the only thing I get to say to them on your show is... Listen and trust what your gut is telling you, what your voice inside of you is telling you, so that if you do fuck up, you don't have regrets because you maybe change direction to please somebody else. And when you are successful, it'll feel more real to you because you will have not ignored whatever it was that compelled you to act doing whatever it is you were passionate about, including being a nurse and being an Uber driver. Even if you're you're an Uber driver because you want to make money and survive, you know, if you have a moment where that is on pause or something happens, then I, I just, I think, look around. I, I don't think we just take, I don't think we take time. I don't think we're very forgiving of ourselves. No, no, we treat ourselves like crap. Why? I I, I don't know. I don't know. That, that voice in the head is usually our worst enemy, right? So here's my challenge for everyone listening to this <laughs> and in, us included. Make a mental list or a Write down, make a list on a piece of paper of all the fuck-ups in your life. Things that you could have done differently, but you didn't. You fucked up, but you learned from it. Right. And you grew from it. And you were resolute in never making that that uh, mistake ever again. Right. And those are the things that catapult you into great days and success. I also think I'd add one piece to that, which is what good came from it exactly there so, did something good come from it even if it's humility that you apply to yourself did something good happen did it did you meet a person that you never thought you'd meet did you learn something about yourself that went unpacked you realize helped you to be wherever it is you are i i, I you know listen this is being human means you fuck up being human you're in a relationship with someone you fuck up you have friendships your co-workers uh I think the human fuck-ups, the worst human fuck-ups are the ones that go unforgiven, the ones that go without self-reflection. And because we're in this ultra-judgment world right now, I think it's just hard for people. So I I know for me, I walk away from these conversations feeling oddly enlightened and also more aware of my many faults. Um, but also looking at those as as maybe they're 
those areas of development that there's actually real opportunity for me to excel there. And I don't want to miss that. And I think we, I, I, going back to you, I just think um, it's not that you belong playing sports. The question is, where was that guy, little Elvis in the moment? And is he still here in some spaces in your life? And what does that look like? And how does it impact how you do business or things that you choose to do? I mean, you are like Diane Warren, you private life and a, and a secret life, not just a public life. I, I, I hope that social media calms itself a little bit so that um, people feel better about posting photos that it's not the perfect angle or the perfect moment every day. It's We should strive to post things that show us at our worst. <laughs> By the way, I would make a bet uh, or a challenge that if, and I, I'm sure no one would do this, but I think if someone said for Z100, for the your show or for you, that you said, I'm going to do a week of failure. It's going to be failure week. And every week you post some like terrible photo that's a moment of vulnerability. I bet that you would get an enormous amount of engagement and likes and follows and comments and I agree. shares. I bet so too. And I think it I and I think that that is the part that makes I think that's the part where social media can do a lot of good. Very well said. Billy, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. The podcast is called Yeah, I fucked that up. <laughs> you just like saying. It. I just like saying it because the title itself is truly exactly what it is well my daughter my nine-year-old is like dad you're and like as soon as we go into the podcast i like feel a bit of embarrassment but even there i think you know people curse i think fuck fuck is a great word it, it really it has is so many uses but um but i think people like saying it and in the same way i think when people finish having the conversation they like having had the conversation so hopefully people will listen to it and, um, and they'll feel a little bit more normal. Billy's story, one of my favorite about never giving up on what you truly believe in. From his humble beginnings wanting to play music, it's incredible to see his immense success in this industry that he just loves. And those are the stories we love to bring to you on Thinking Out Loud. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not leave us a review and give us five stars? We've got plenty more to share with you in the weeks to come, so make sure you're subscribed and you'll get a notification when a new episode drops. Follow me at Elvis Duran on social media. Until next time, peace out. Thinking Out Loud is hosted by me, Elvis Duran. The podcast is produced and edited by Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Andrew Puglisi and Katrina Norvell. Special thanks to David Katz, Michael Kindheart, and Caitlin Madore. Thinking Out Loud is part of the Elvis Duran Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. For more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. Until next time, I'm Elvis Duran. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.